I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Hey, Nick, why did the vampire read the newspaper? I don't know, Wes. Why? Well, he heard he had, it had great circulation. Mark that down, Nick. Ah! Uh, Nick, let me ask, where does a mummy go on vacation? Uh, I don't know. Where, Wes? Uh, the Dead Sea, of course. Uh, I like the other one a little more. Okay. Uh, do you know why skeletons are always so calm? Uh, Nope. Well, because nothing gets under their skin. I'm ah. Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the trick to my treat, Mr. Nicholas J. Eskfryer, Boogeyman for Hire. I'll tell you what, your your comedy little skit there, that's def- your routine is definitely a treat. That's for damn sure, as much as you're trying to pull some tricks. I got, I got a tight five. I can just I can pull it out of my ass, some might say. Oh, wow. Look at that. There's going to be a lot of fart jokes today. Mm, We're turning into hashtag clicking, dork, apparently. Yeah, I'm clicking on all cylinders here. We need the, uh, the fart sounder ASAP. We need to see if we can loan that out form yeah uh but this week uh we're doing something a little bit different here we're gonna be talking about the movies that made us not the netflix series that's of course a clickbait title we're using to lure you in here but uh of course influential movies that are are uh, influential to nick and i here mm-hmm. uh but before that nick we have a, a great intro question in and what is your thought on preppers preppers, preppers. like yes. doomsday preppers correct uh i think th- uh i think it's a little odd I mean, to each, you know, I'm not gonna tell someone how to live their life, but that's definitely sure. not for me. I'll say like this, if, if I was like asked to be like involved with someone who's a prepper, that would probably be a no for me. Like okay. romantically involved yeah, or like business, like business uh, wise, like a business uh, venture. I mean, business wise, I don't necessarily need to know that, but romantically, I don't yes, know. I would know. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, a, it's a fair question. Yeah. It's a fair question. I mean, like, I, I don't know how many, I don't know if I'm friends with a doomsday prepper. That'd be kind of odd. I just, like, well, you might be very soon because I was actually on your way. Uh, I was on your side for a while. I was like, yeah, you know, to each their own. It's a little weird or whatever. But now that I'm a recent homeowner uh, uh-huh. in the New England region here, we of course lost power for four days. That's true. Uh, with this bomb cyclone action, which was very unprepared. We were, you know, told to stock up on TP for hur- Hurricane Henri or that mm-hmm. tropical storm and ended up being like sunny and hot all weekend. But this one, I felt like we didn't get anyone and we uh, were without power for four days. So we bought a, a generator and it, the wife and I were talking about this. We're like, I, I kind of get it now. Like we were so unprepared like what do you do if you don't have stored food and you don't have power, electricity, things of that nature? Like, you know, I'm not going to go make a bunker to go live into for to be able to survive the zombie apocalypse for six months. But having, uh, you know, being prepared for the events of storm and power outage, that I'm on board for. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, being prepared for those things. I mean, my parents had a generator and all that kind of stuff. I totally understand that. But when we're talking about like. I think doomsday preppers, it's like some, like, you know, bunker and all that kind of shit. Yeah. That's like, right. That's but like, so I, but I get it more now because it's a slippery slope. Of course, you know, I am on one step here with the generator and, and a little bit of food and, and some rice and some grain and some canned food. And I think whatnot. you're being ridiculous. I think and then no. three steps away, I'm digging six feet into the ground, like con- concrete slabs and like living out like John Goodman. Okay. Well then I guess 
you know, going off of that, then I guess I could be friends with somebody who's a prepper. You might, you might be. So there you go. Know. That'd be fine because it's not gonna it's not gonna affect my life if you're a prepper or not. In fact, you know, if I be nice to you about it and then you I need it, should. then yeah, I'll be nice. So yeah, go ahead, Wes. Keep do you know, go down that path. See where it takes you. Yeah, I'll but you know, you. If, if I hear you talking shit, you know, you'll be the first off the list. You I, know? I, I gotta tell you, I no vacancy in my my. Uh, <laughs> my That's fair. I don't think function. I've ever been asked about that before. To be perfectly honest, hoarder. I've been asked about prepper. Definitely a different thing. Hoarder. I could not do. Uh, that is, that is crazy stuff. There's a hoarder, uh, a couple, uh, very huge house, a couple like blocks up away from me. Uh, and it's crazy. It's, it's, ble- it's, a, it's an eyesore. Speaking of hoarders, I think we have someone who's been hoarding a lot of information recently. Joining oh, the show. Dog. Who's going to be joining dog. us in a second. Are you ready for him? I am so ready. Let's bring him on. The editor in chief of geeks worldwide. Our guy, Casey Walsh is back. who hasn't been on in a long time. Casey, how you been, man? Good. How are you guys? I don't know what podcast I joined. Where did this hoarding come from? I heard hoarding. There was, there was prepping going on. The only preppers I know is the guy that has to show up at the restaurant at, at five a.m. to cut a hundred onions. So that, what what happened on the show, guys? I thought we were talking about comic books and, and TV and movies and stuff. And you guys are well, we're a, a wide a range podcast here. You know, we like to run the gamut of conversation before we get into the heavy hitting stuff. So we like to like to uh, appeal to a wide audience here. Of course. We have a 22% market share of, of women, according to our anchor stats here. So we're, we're just trying to expand to all different people. I believe uh, two, 2% non-binary as well. So just running the whole gamut of everything around there. And I got to say, I think every well, time we today, have Casey. Today's episode, you're probably going to drop to 18% women. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that women every time preppers. we have Casey on, he always asks, like, what podcast did I just hop onto? Every single time I feel like that happens. <laughs> Well, well, let me ask you, Casey, you know, you're in uh, the, the California area, so are you susceptible to mudslides, earthquakes, things of that nature? No. No, I okay. live in a city. I don't fucking... <laughs> oh, okay. So, but, but you, but you know... I'm, I'm susceptible to, uh, to beanies and, uh, and carjackings, but uh, not mudslides and, um, and earthquakes, no. Which is, of course, fitting because you're doing this from your car right at the moment. I am. I could be. I could be. Um, I could be carjacked at any moment. That's the exciting part of the show. We never know what's going to happen next. Uh, but of course, Casey, uh, you uh, have broken some big news. Speaking of never knowing what's coming next year, of course, last week World War Hulk uh, w- was kind of announced. It's going to be in what pre-production starting in twenty twenty two. Was it? Was that part of the big news that you had last week? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's late twenty twenty two is what I was told that they'll they'll, they'll have a. I don't even call it a solo Hulk, a solo Hulk movie because it's really not. I mean, it's about it'll have a, it'll be about all the Hulks, you know. I mean, like it'll be She Hulk and and Red Hulk and Thun and what it, and Abomination. All all of them, they're all going to be there probably. Um, I assume that the title World War Hulk, if that's what it means, right? It's going to be a, like a battle of all these like different Hulks because because She Hulk's going to set it up, right? So She Hulk's going to kind of bring mm-hmm. in all these different characters, kind of bring them back. And I assume that part of that plot, the way that show ends, is like. Oh fuck! Like we have, there's all these fucking people are hulks now. Like all these hulks are running around, and we gotta do something about it. And so I think that's where the term World War Hulks come in. I don't think it's gonna be uh, Hulk like hmm. breaking out of Bruce Bruce Banner's body and then him like taking over New York or whatever <laughs> the comic was. I don't think that's gonna be it at all. Okay. Um, I mean, because I, I don't spoiler alert, I guess. But like the theory behind, or what I hear from She Hulk is that Banner reverts back to like regular Bruce Banner in that show. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Right, right, right. And, I thought uh, that was like a CGI the, thing too. Like they can't just afford to have everybody yeah, yeah, be Hulk on a Disney right, Plus show. Right, right. So 
so I, I assume that that's that whatever whatever she Hulk leads to is going to be the World War Hulk is going to be the like kind of next thing. And the rumors kind of that rumor's kind of been around for a while that the universal rights had like moved over and that, that they were finally working on something. So it sounds like that's coming to fruition. But again, I don't I want to emphasize because a lot of people are like, how is this gonna work? How are they gonna do like Hulk has this weird character arc? And now he's gonna be like ruler of New York and ruler of the world again. Like, no, no, no. I think I think it's a play on the the idea, the title. I think it's gonna be like a battle of all these Hulk. It's gonna be like Hulk Avengers, basically. Like gonna be all these different Hulks are gonna be fighting. I bet you, like, the thinker or someone will be, like, the villain. Joe Fix-It. Are we getting a Joe Fix-It in there? I doubt it. <laughs> oh, come on. That's that's not what I want to hear. I think that's, like, I think that's what the Marvel thing is, like, to, like, combine, like, all these different elements into, like, one thing. You know what I mean? So I think you got that already with, like, in-game Hulk. I think that in-game Hulk was their Professor Hulk, was their, like, Hulk Fix-It. Like, it's the same kind of, like, concept, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this, like, sentient Hulk character. I wanted the the gambler, the Las Vegas guy, you know, with with the Tommy gun out there and all that stuff, you know. And maybe you get like a nod to that in the in the Seahawk show, but I I I don't know if we're gonna get another version of that. I mean, who who knows with the multiverse stuff? You know, I mean, maybe they do go fucking crazy at some point and get like all these different wild versions of a character. I know that we're looking a lot to the future, but there is something in the near future, I guess, the distant future versus the near future that I wanted to ask you about, Casey. Um, the, the Eternals are getting panned, you know, reviews over on uh, uh, from, the, for their, from the critics and everything so far. Have you seen it? And do you have any ideas you know, from a non-spoiler uh, perspective what we can expect for this movie? I have not seen it. Um, I, I do know, I've known the plot for about a year. In fact, I could have told you the in credit scenes i may have told you you nick um, you haven't yet don't tell me so. don't don't tell me no i don't i don't ask you. Um, i'm careful about the question i asked you because of that but but yeah i mean when the when i heard about the test reading but the, the kind of thing out of the test reading was like oh this movie is like super fucking weird and convoluted and i think it's gonna cause an issue and you know what like you always like you're hesitant to kind of reveal that news ever like publicly because you're always like, it's like oh you're just talking shit about a movie like you haven't seen but like uh, it, it's kind of been the writing on the wall. This movie is going to be like kind of Marvel's testing ground for trying like new and weird shit. And I don't, hmm. and I think that's a, I, I don't, I hate doing this because I think a lot of the times Rotten Tomatoes is a good resource when you're looking for like a broad metric, right? If you want to say like, mm-hmm. this is a super broad idea of like what, like how people think about this movie, it, it works. But like when you get down to the nitty gritty of those, a lot of those reviews are a lot of like, it's a lot of like C scores, right? And with Rotten Tomatoes, you need that to say fresh or rotten, fresh or rotten. So if it's a C, it's the middling score. Um, then you're kind of stuck with this like, well, do I, is it fresh or rotten, right? You're kind of like in this, mm-hmm. in this hard, between a rock and a hard mm-hmm. place. And I think that's what a lot of the Eternals reviews are. They're very like positive in one direction. And there's like a couple things that make it bad. And then the auto, that's automatically a rotten score. So like it's a C review, but it's a, it's getting a rotten score. So it's, it, that's bringing down the score. But again, I can't. I don't. I don't want. Like we're all critics, right? So like it's hard cool. to argue with a bunch of critical consensus. Yes. Are there good and are there bad reviews out there where people made stupid fucking comments about? Oh, this movie has too, has a gay person in it, so it sucks. Like yeah, those you throw those reviews out, right? You can automatically throw those reviews out. But mm-hmm. that's still not saying that the consensus on this movie is that like it has structural structural issues story-wise and it may not be like the typical marvel fair that we're expecting to go through like we just saw with shang chi or whatever mm-hmm. um so i think that that's where the disconnect may have come through and and i'm sure that feige and team are paying attention and they'll make those adjustments and i don't think this is the last like weird 
directional shift we'll get from Eternals. But again, like when you're introducing, and this is the problem that Justice League had, right? When you're introducing right ten characters, so many a, ten characters, movie, yeah, yeah, like you, you need four hours. Like you can't, yep. you can't do it without, and you, you need these long like spans of time. So like it's really hard to truncate all that stuff. So I'm sure the criticisms out there that are valid, and there are criticisms that aren't valid, but. It was going to happen at some point, right? I'm surprised mm. Iron Man 2 and, and Thor 2 aren't fucking running. Those movies are god awful. And I, uh, um, but I mean, it is what it is. Okay, so what I'm getting is is it's a little long, right? In two hours and 40 minutes ish, right around Avengers Endgame runtime, right? Uh, but is it worth it? Does this advance the MCU plotline at all in a substantial way? Like, or, or is this more of like a standalone in a Black Widow, Shang-Chi type sense? Good question. Um, I, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, again, we don't know, right? Because it, it, it's, uh, it sounds like it sets seeds for things that we just don't know are going to pay off until later. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but the ending sort of implies something happens, right? Like that's something, and it, it's a, it's a big effect on the environment and it could certainly affect other people's environments that maybe show up in other movies down the road that may have a problem with their environment being messed with um and stuff like that or like you know i mean it could characters could come in like characters could be introduced that had no significant role here but may play a bigger role down the road or you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um it it uh it certainly has its place but i don't think it's like this Oh, they're introducing the X Men, and they're in, like all these people thought like, oh, this the Eternal means this is this. this, mm. this. And I don't think those things are happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So all right. So I I, I kind of get it. So it feels like the panned mixed reviews might be justified, like you said, on the broad spectrum. Um, yeah, and again, I would I would suggest reading the reviews and and taking what what the context out of them because again, it's not. Right. I don't think they're invalid. I think a lot of criticisms they have are valid. And, and but again, there are certain there are certainly reviews out there that are just being bitchy because like it's it's <laughs> diversity or whatever. And like that's a, and that's what people don't understand. Like that's we've gotten we got ten years of white dude films. Like it's, we're gonna start seeing like diversity a market in these correction. Films and that, yeah, they're all yeah, gonna yeah. be read. Yeah, it's all gonna be led like diversity led. So like suck it up. Like get used to it. Like the movies are fine. Like everyone loves Shang Chi. I don't see anyone fucking finding out Shang Chi. Right. It was all fucking. It was a completely Asian cast. So, mm-hmm. um, and the people that were crying about it, their only excuse was, "Well, it's all like there's only Asian people in it." It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think you should know by now that people are going to find something to complain about, no matter what. I, it know, is. I know. But you you mentioned when we were talking about World War Hulk, um, uh, Red Hulk here, and again, this is something that I've really been looking forward to. Nick knows this uh, is the idea of Thunderbolts or or the, the Dark Avengers or something along those lines. And again, this was another. Uh, scoop that you had over at Geeks Worldwide that a a, a Thunderbolts movie uh, is is in the works is around twenty twenty three is that does that look right so yeah timeline? yeah so I got a bunch of kind of early production dates because I the guy or oh my God, uh, the individual I know <laughs> Marvel production mark that uh, yeah uh, uh, so um, got a bunch of production dates and that was yeah Thunderbolts was twenty twenty three. Nova 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- there was another like one that was I surprised people were like shocked about. Fantastic Four 2023, mm-hmm. the Yoko- Okoye series 2023, and um, there's one more that I haven't said yet, and I'm gonna write an article yet. I'll write an article about, and I, so I'm not gonna tell you here, but I'll give you guys like a little hint, hint of what. Please, it could, it, just a it tip. It sounds like it is. It, I mean, it's crazy. It sounds so fucking insane. Da na 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 na. 
Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm like trying. I'm I'm like call. I'm reaching out to more people. I'm like, eh, is this true? Because um, I don't believe it myself, and I don't know if it's something new. If they're like retooling something. Um, but well, we got some people yeah, on the so inside that we could probably reach out to, and, and maybe get to get, get a little bit of scoop on here. Yeah. Wow. Look at yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I. Uh, but there's been there was there was talk about a year ago that some people involved with that certain theme song uh, may have had conversations with a certain studio. Sure. And then I did hear, like I said, 2023. There's a certain possibly animated project going into works. Uh, oh nice. my god, that could be huge. That, that is, may you, you heard it first. Yep. Link yep. back to that particular theme song. So, I don't know. Now, like I said, I'm I'm double checking, but I'm I'm kind of waiting. That's, that's, that's why. In that article, I said there's one more project we haven't revealed yet. I don't. I'm scared to, to talk about it. That's why you're one of the best <laughs> in the business, Casey, because you're double checking. You're just going with one person and then saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm it trying." Out. You and Santa Claus, you yeah. know, you have the list. You check it twice. You found out who's not your nice. No tattoos. No nothing like that. But back to the Thunderbolts, <laughs> real, real quick here. Uh, so, so I, I'm assuming we're getting Thunderbolt Ross at the uh, at the head of it. But who else would be comprised of this list uh, of this group of of Thunderbolts that you would assume to be uh, in the group? So, a totally speculation. I have no information, sure. but I would assume that. So, uh, what's her name? Uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus has shown mm-hmm. up Val. in a couple yep. of the shows right, lately, and I think that is what she's doing. I think she's going around and recruiting her own team of uh avengers i guess um yep. to do kind of the government's bidding right so she's got john walker already on t- on board she's got yelena on board already right mm-hmm. she there's a rumor she's showing up in black panther too so that could mean who that could mean uh baron zemo that could mean uh right one of the dora milaje could show up Right, mm. and then I think there's also rumors she was she was on <coughs> the the She Hulk set. Yeah, that could be Ross. That could be Abomination. That could be, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean. So they have the, they have a bunch of spots they can fill. You can put you can throw Ghost in there for good measure. She's still around. Uh, Marvel has done a really good job about not killing their villains in Christ. Um, so they can they can kind of throw people in. And hell, you could even like No Way Home it like oh, uh, uh, Harry Osborn's still around. Throw his ass in there. Make it a right. little bit of oh, a I love Dark it. Avengers like mix up, right? Because that's what Marvel likes to do, right? They don't, they like to kind of mix a bunch of their uh, other shit together and create like a stew thing that, that mm-hmm. they're doing. So you have a lot of possibilities there, but I think uh, I think whenever whatever Julie Louis Dreyfus's character is doing, that's that's kind of where that that storyline is going. Nice. I love that the cosmic stew here. I really do love it. Now let's get together with our game here. So we want to be mindful of your time, of course. Here, and this is a little game I like to call Smoke and Fire. All right, very uh, original name and title here. Uh, We're going to throw out some rumors uh, that are surrounding the MCU to Casey here, and you're going to respond with smoke if there's no truth to it at all, or fire if there is some substantiability behind it. It's it's got some teeth, it's got some legs. Maybe we're willing to run with it, if you will. So that that sounds way better than I did. (laughs) I'll try my best. Okay, Okay. that's all we ask here. Nick, why don't you fire away with the first question? Okay, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock slash Daredevil will appear in Spider-Man No Way Home. Fire. Okay. Oh, I love it. Okay, Patrick Stewart's Professor X is going to appear in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. 
Uh, does it have to be Patrick Stewart? Uh, oh no, they, no. How about just Professor I, I, X? I, I would say I would say half fire because I don't know who was playing him. I would assume it's Patrick Stewart, but yeah, yeah Xavier is in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Fire. Oh my lord. Okay. Oh, my. I, or as as a quick spinoff of that, Tom Cruise is Iron Man in Doctor Strange or the Multiverse of Madness. I, I'm gonna say smoke on that one. I don't. I don't think that's true at all. Okay, okay. I, that would be the uh, Pant Ten City. I would be uh, <laughs> six to midnight on that. Um, okay, Doctor Str- uh, Doctor Strange uh, Supreme will be the character that has the most impact on the live action timeline from What If. So Strange I, from I what don't, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. So he'll have the most impact on What If uh, on the uh, live action timeline from the show What If. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. okay. All right. That's fair enough. How, how about uh, Dr. Doom will be introduced in Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever? Uh, I'm going to take smoke on that one. Okay. Fantastic Four will be introduced in Ant-Man 3. Uh, I'm going to say smoke. I, I, I want to say smoke on that one. I don't know. I, I think okay. it's way too early to tell. Because if the speculation is is what? So when when is Ant Man three supposed to come out? Oh man, Wes, I don't know on that one. Next year It's gotta be well they're filming it now, or they're almost they've been filming it. So uh, it's gotta it looks like it's next, next year, year, summer next year. Summer, summer next of next year. So yeah, that we have the early. Fantastic no. Four twenty twenty three uh production Think slate, about this right? too. Oh no, we next year twenty twenty three. It'd be twenty twenty three. Sorry. Yeah, and when have they ever introduced a character or characters that got their own solo movie in a in a movie? Uh, Black Panther and Spider Man. Yep, those two. That's about it, right? So you know, big I don't ones though. That's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's true. Okay. Uh, well, Spider Man. Spider Man, right? Though. Yeah, well, you they, could they, also they say uh, Natasha. Natasha Romanoff. Natasha. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you're saying smoke <laughs> right now? Okay, yeah. That that's the I, I, yeah. Point. I don't think that's true. I think I think Quantum Mania. But I don't know how to say that name. Quantum Mania mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. their name is. Not the name of it. Um, I think that's a much bigger movie than the. And I think it's too early for the Fantastic Four to show up in it. it doesn't okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's disappointing. I, I'm ready I, for them. I, I think there's too much going on in that movie already. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I like King, that. I like that. Showing up. You got. Other possible villains showing up, uh, possibly played by Jim Carrey. You got. Uh, uh, I've heard that. Is this is this Modoc that, that I'm hearing? It's that not, that, there's a there's a no no no. There's a Reddit yeah. There's a Reddit rumor going around that that Modoc, uh, Jim Carrey showing up uh, in Modoc, and that would be kind of his first appearance would be there. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot going on. I think at, and adding the Fantastic Four into that mix is just it's too much. Sure, sure, okay. Uh, Nick, you want you got the next one lined up for us? Oh, uh, sure, will be the next Black Panther. Uh, sure, he will be. I, I don't. I'm gonna say smoke, but I honestly I don't know. I know. Hmm. It feels like I they're keeping that pretty one tightly up. wrapped. <laughs> I know someone suits up in the suit who's not Shuri. Okay. All right. All right. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. that person ends up with the mantle at the end of the movie. Again, I think oh, the Okoye series follows the events of Black Panther 2, 
And I, I don't think I mentioned this, and I'll mention it on your guys' show. I also heard Black Panther 3 starts production in 2023. So I think it's going to go bing, bang, boom. Like Black Panther 2, Okoye, Black Panther 3. Oh, wow. And I okay. think there's a, there's a reason for that. So it's a, its own little little story. So one would have to suggest that with, with what you're saying here, that Okoye would take on the mantle of Black Panther at some point. I I don't know. I, I Maybe, but I, I just said, I think I know she maybe wears the suit in the film. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that there. See, that's, that's what we like to call listening to the clues that you're putting out there. And putting them all together. I'm not saying she's going to be Black Panther. I promise you. That's not all. No, no, no. But you were saying I mean, you yeah. thought somebody was going to be wearing the suit and then you're like a Koye and we got this going on. It's context clues. We're picking it up here. You're, you're dealing with a couple of big J journalists. I love it. I love it. Uh, One more Wes. Kingpin will be the big surprise cameo reveal in Hawkeye. Fire. Oh, I like that. And nice. Vincent D'Onofrio? Fire. Hmm? Oh, that's good. It's, that's a couple of nips hard here. All right, so that wraps up Smoke and Fire. I, I think you did uh, swimmingly, in my opinion here. Uh, before we let you go here, though, I, I want to give you an opportunity to get some things off your chest. What's been bothering you on Twitter recently? <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nick, what's been bothering me on Twitter lately? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, there's this like okay i like leak and scoop culture i guess has been bothering me lately because i i feel like it's become like this like thing now and everyone wants to be like revered that like oh i'm the i'm the leaker i'm the scooper like da, 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 da. and now they just say shit just whatever just whatever just comes out of people's mouth the first the one i heard today was and, uh, and of course it's some famous fucking youtube guy and I got, I got shit for talking shit on YouTube, guys, because that fucking dude that just screams at the top of his lungs for reaction videos, I was talking shit on him, yeah. and he, like, <laughs> him, all him and his followers, like, attacked me, saying I was being negative. I'm like, dude, your fucking job is to fucking scream into a microphone. Like, get get off your fucking high horse, right? <laughs> all right. Um, I just, like, I don't know. I hate that entire culture. And I, maybe I'm just, this is me, like, old man, like, old man screaming. But, like, uh, it's just... It's not work. There's no work involved. I'm sorry, but me, all of us here could could sit and watch someone else's content and scream over the top of it. It requires <laughs> zero work or effort. Um, and uh, pretty much just describe this program. Uh, so I I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't claim to be scoopers. Anyone can do this, guys. We're not coming. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and so today, uh, like there was a rumor or some. I said, oh, they already canceled the Tony Hossie Coates Superman story. Okay, well, number one, that's blatantly false because Tony Hossie Coates doesn't have to turn in that script till December. So they're not going to cancel something while the, while the guy is writing it still, number one. Hmm. Number two, it's a bad robot in J.J. Abrams' project. So it can get a little bit more consideration than most mm-hmm. projects here. And A, or three, the only reason you're even saying this is because the Valzad series got greenlit and that's a completely different that's a series that's a completely different thing it's about valzar it's a very specific character whereas this is uh essentially a period piece about clark kent and it's going to be very like i'm sure like have a lot of racial overtones and stuff on it which is fine um so yeah i just like it's just people just glom on to things like they, we've been saying the air cut is going to come out for fucking five years like it's not it's not coming out like, i don't know David Ayer told you it's not coming out. All these people told you it's not coming out. No, it's not the same situation as Zack Snyder. Snyder. It's not. It's not the same situation. I, I want the it's Kenneth Branagh Thor 2 The Dark World cut. 
yeah. Oh, or the Schumacher cut. Like, we can just do this shit all day long. Like, okay. Never, yeah, exactly. I heard people like, what do you mean they cut 30 minutes out of Dune? Like, fuck. Like, you guys, movies going to like a, a testing or an assembly cut, they're five hours, three hours long. They're always that long. Like, every movie is. Like, listen to a Kevin Smith podcast. The guy will tell you how he takes four hours of like a rough cut of a movie and cuts it down to fucking 90 minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it happens mm-hmm. every time. You're not, like, it's missing, like, this, like, giant chunk. Like, they all act like they're fucking missing out on something. Like, every movie is, does not need to be three hours, four hours long. It doesn't. Like, I think most – I think that our show, is that's pretty much our motto. They yeah. don't want that long. Uh, but, Casey, I would say I'm glad that you're that the Snyder Cut people aren't at the top of your list these days. But I feel like they're still up there. So I'm, like, more concerned, yeah. I guess, than anything. That it's the YouTubers, that the scoopers that are pissing you Always off. Always lurking right around the corner. You can yeah. never be too sure when a Snyder Cut fan is going to be uh, lurking around. There's probably well, a stench that I follows think, them. I, I Honestly, I, I got to thank Zack Snyder. Because I think last week he did an interview and he was like, well – Actually, like someone was like, "What do you think about the restore the Snyderverse bullshit?" And he was like, "Well, actually, I think the Snyderverse is what we're doing now with my original IP." And that was kind of like the fucking nail in their dumbass fucking coffin that like this guy's gonna like come back to a studio that hates his guts to mm-hmm. like play with Batman and Superman dolls again. Like, come on, guys, he's done. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. let's talk about Army of Thieves and and Ooh. Planet of whatever dead and and yeah. let's talk about rebel moon and whatever that's going to be and let's let's have him rip off some more genres and, and another studio and then we can all let's just move on talk about that you guys yeah, have fun we're with done that. here yeah, absolutely yeah. bye-bye um but casey we both re- we really appreciate you spending some time and you know providing some clarity on all this this was, this was great thank you absolutely yeah anytime you guys want me to come out that game was super fun so anytime you guys want to no, this was great time. A lot of good information, a lot of, lot of little nuggets and little previews of what to come on, on Geeks Worldwide. So be sure to uh, keep your eyes and ears uh, peeled to that there. And Casey, anything else you want to plug uh, other than yourself? Uh, yeah, just go to the GWW.com. Uh, I feel like I blew my load on it. So if you are listening to this, please don't go on Reddit and spread a fucking Reddit post about how I fucking blew my load. And let us, let me, let me write an article about it so I can at least get like, some clicks for our, our poor little Oh, I'm guys. sure you will. And make um, sure that's in the comic book subreddit because there's a lot of weird subreddits around there. If you're talking about blowing loads, I don't know. You got to be careful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Casey, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. You have a great one. You yeah, too. you too. All right. Uh, we're going to have to do that with him again Casey in the Walsh. future. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good yeah. stuff there. I that, love that. That game was great. And, uh, you know, if we can get him on his car ride home every once in a while from work, doing like doing something like that, I would love that. That'd be great. Oh, yeah, that, that's a beautiful thing. And, and Nick, I think this segues uh, nicely into uh, your comic book minute. Of course, a feature writer uh, for Geeks Worldwide in your in your free time wearing uh, not the hat that you're wearing now, but another hat, of course. You're, yes. you're aware of multiple hats. Yes, absolutely. All right. So uh, we got a couple things this week that are re- I'm really excited about. One, we have Dark Knights of Steel issue one from Tom Taylor. We found out about this. And I feel like it was in September. This news came out. Um, and this is his, the artist on this is Yasmin Putri, who we normally just see do cover art. So I'm very excited to see her. Work. Actually, I've already seen this. I already read this. Um, and I'm very excited for people to get their hands on this. So it hits shelves on Wednesday, but digitally it's available on Tuesday, the day that our uh, show audio drops. This thing kicked ass. 
amazing first issue. It's a 12 issue series. Can't Tom Taylor has been on an absolute friggin' heater. He's writing Nightwing, uh, the John Kent Superman story, and mm -hmm. um, Seven Secrets, a couple other things. So he's oh, um, there's a, what is it, the Dark Ages? I believe it's the, the the Marvel one that he's doing. But all awesome stuff. Um, and then from not Image, to be confused with Tim the Toolman Taylor, of course. It, exactly. Um, and then we have. Um, what the hell? And then we have Newburn from Image Comics this week. The first issue of that comes out by Chip Zdarsky. And the reason that but that's such a big deal, not just because it's already in production for a show and Chip's working on a script, but because Doc and I had him on TLDR. That's going to be dropping on Wednesday at Ooh. midnight for you guys. Uh, the whole conversation with him. We also talked Daredevil. We found out that there's going to be a, in the news that there's going to be an Electro series. And Chip's also doing a new Batman series as well. I think that's a 10-issue Black Label series, maybe 12 issues. Um, but he talked to us a little bit about... Uh, Electra, and the biggest thing was with that conversation more than anyone we've had so far. We got a real good understanding of what goes on behind the scenes at one of the big two publishers. Uh, Chips obviously done you know, stuff at DC, but he's done a lot more Marvel, of course, to Daredevil, and he's got Devil's Reign coming up and everything. So it was really fun getting to hear a lot about that and what goes on, um, you know, pitches and everything like that, and you know, coming across you know the the showrunner for the Daredevil series, a whole bunch of cool stuff. So that was one of, and it was. Probably our funniest interview that we've had so far, too. One of Joe's okay. favorite guys. So that'll be available for you guys on Wednesday. Very excited to go back and listen to that again myself, actually. Whew, that's it. For the that might have been a real minute there. I love that. So that's great. So definitely keep an eye out on TLDR. Have your lunch break, of course, on Wednesdays, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Tuesdays now. That's right. I forgot, yeah, so I, I forgot to mention that last week. So last week was the first Tuesday. And when we have interviews, we're only going to be doing what's new those weeks. We're not going to be doing a full length episode because, you okay. know, we want to make sure there's a lot of DSG stuff out there, too. So, like, it's just too much. It can be a bad thing. So we're trying There's to only so many minutes the ear can listen to something, you know. So exactly. you, you got you to spread the wealth around, Nick. That is very uh, that's very alpha of you. Oh, th th thank you very much. I just want to make sure that everybody has time to listen to us, and of course, with hot guys on hot guys. I don't know about pineapple boys so much; they can kick rocks, but um, mm -hmm. you know, well, you know, nobody, no one's perfect. You know, you can't listen to everything here. Uh, what, do you, what do you say we uh, head on over to the main topic here? Yes, sir. That sounds great to me. Of course, the main topic is uh, the movies that made us, not the popular series on Netflix that we use to get you to click over here. Uh, of course, we're referring to uh, the movies that made us literally uh, the influential movies of us. And we, we got to set a rule on this, right, Nick? We got to set uh, parameters, right. if you will, because we have to operate inside of the box. Uh, so the, the rules that we set here is uh, uh, any movie seen prior to the age of 13-ish, you know, we have a little room, wiggle room there. Uh, why 13, you might ask? Well, as the Jewish culture uh, acknowledges the age of 13 as the time of a bar or bat mitzvah, of course, when a boy or girl becomes a man or a woman, it's a Jewish rite of passage. Uh, so I feel like if it's good for them, it's good for us, huh? Yeah, I think that I think that's pretty fair. And we have the format's pretty similar to what we've done with our build a cinema drafts in the past. The categories are kind of the same, mm -hmm. um, but we'll run through those as well um, as we as we go through. Um, or should I run through them right now? Would you rather I do that? Yeah, please run, run it, run it on down. Give it, give so it a little jog. Action adventure, horror thriller, comedy, animated family, holiday, and R-rated. Yeah, so some good stuff here. I think we can just kind of keep it a free form thing. We kind of hop around. We could choose a category. Uh, you know, we can kind of go through there and kind of go tit for tat. Okay, so then uh, since you established the format, I think it's only fair that you. 
decide where you want to start things. Um, so what is the first movie that made you you want to talk about? Well, okay, so let's uh, let, let's start with maybe the one that, that was the least influential, but but it's probably uh, the timeliest of the most. Uh, how about horror thriller, of course, with Halloween being uh, just a day ago as, rec- as we record this, as the crow flies. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I would say uh, horror thriller is not very uh, influential to me at all. I don't like it. I don't really care for it. Uh, but I will say something that has haunted my dreams for a number of years as someone with inner ear problems was the uh, scene from Fred Freddy's Dead, uh, the final nightmare, 1991, Freddy Krueger, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street type flick. Uh, and they, he has the giant Q-tip with the deaf guy and he sticks it through one ear and then out the other. And mm. it's just uh, it's unbearable to watch. Uh, Yummy. As, as, again, someone with inner ear problems. Rub me the wrong uh, way. I never saw a Freddy movie, and I'm I, I've started to watch a lot more horror in the past year. But I've always been I've always had my issues with it. But Freddy was one. I actually dressed up. My my dad suggested I dressed up as Freddy Krueger uh, for Halloween one year because he's he's a big horror buff and everything. I was gonna say, um, did you have a lot of pimples? Do you have acne on your face or something? I made uh, that one point in time, but I don't. I was like, we was talking about you know having the rules be set like thirteen and stuff. I think it was before I was thirteen. I might have been like ten. When I just missed Freddy Krueger, I feel like I was really young, so I don't think I had that problem yet. Because that would be like one of the ways to kind of lean into a physical uh, deformity. Uh, maybe deformity is too strong, but you know what I mean. Though. I you know, know if you have something going on, like oh, I'll just lean into it. I'll be Freddy Krueger. Yes, yeah, I um, I no, I had a mask though. That thing was terrifying. I was actually okay. I was Freddy Krueger once for Halloween, and I was also the other horror character. I think that's it. Yeah, Van Helsing is kind of, but he's not the monster. But the other one was um the Ghostface Killer uh in Scream. Yeah, and that was the other uh, movie that was on my horror thrillers. Of course, coming out in 1996, my brother uh, is a big horror movie buff, and uh, hmm. seven years my senior, so he was, you know, that was all he loved the Wes Craven movies, uh, and and so of course, kind of building off a lot of the horror cliches that that movie kind of plays off of, and that being a Wes Craven film, he loved it. But I I was so that came out in 96. I was born in 87, so that makes what nine years old, ten years oh, yeah. old when I would have seen it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It messed it messed with me for a while. Even though it's supposed to be like a lighthearted, funny movie, mm-hmm. um, I, I scared the shit out of me. Couldn't handle it for a little while. Yeah, and I'll stick in the horror thriller genre for us as well. And I, you know, I just sometimes this is one. Everything else was pretty crystal clear to me. I knew like, when you talk about thirteen two. That for me, that's two thousand four. So I kind of have a jumping off point, and it's like okay, I know I, I have a pretty good list outside of horror thriller. Um, but then that, like, I've definitely watched my share of thrillers in my lifetime. Even when I was younger, I, I'm sure I watched some, but it just, there wasn't much that jumped out to me. But then I recalled, um, when I was younger and this probably was sixth grade, I would say maybe seventh grade. And that's right around that time. Um, I watched, I remember house of the dead. Now of course, there was the arcade game, which we all played. I'm sure at some point I, know they, I played at the dream mm-hmm. machine in the Dartmouth mall for years. Oh, um, and, and then they had, they had it on Xbox as well. Um, and I bought, I think it was House of the Dead 3 that I had. So I had fun playing that game. And then when the movie came out in 03, I'm like, I, I do want to see this at some point. I think the trailer was on that specific Xbox game. And I watched it at a, I think it was a birthday, a sleepover birthday party. And uh, there were like definitely, there, were, um, there was like a tree right by the windows on the second floor of the bedroom that we were sleeping in. So it was like windy that night. So like I could see like the tree hands after we watched the movie and everything. I definitely had a tough time sleeping. Um, but I was still and, and look, House of the Dead, the the movie sucked terrible. Um, it's just a, it's just a lot of stupidity, a lot definitely a, you know a fair amount of nudity and all that stuff. So okay, all right. What you like at that age? But I, I knew from that I was like, 
yeah, this stuff kind of interests me. I can't fucking sleep, but it absolutely interests me. So then, in the, the nudity or the horror aspect, both. Okay. I would say, right, yeah, I would, gotcha. yeah, definitely the horror aspect. I would say the nudity, kind of. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I would put it. I would say it interests me. Sure. Um, and then what? Fast forward 2007. I know it's beyond our limits, but uh, the the you know loose limits that we said. But that was the first horror movie that I saw. That's right. The first one we saw was in 2003, and it was 28 weeks later. I know 28 days later came out a few years before that. Mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. I was what, like 16 ish, I think, when I saw this. Um, maybe maybe 28 eight weeks prior. Yeah. That, right? yeah. <laughs> um, but I, but I, I love this movie. I still love it. It's probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, and it was the first one where I was like, okay, it scared the shit out of me. But I definitely need to start kind of getting into this a little bit more. And then and then you fast forward to now, and I'm way more into this shit than I ever was. Yeah, I mean, in your uh, Discharge Depots every week, it feels like it's a horror movie every other time. So pretty influential. Maybe it was lying dormant in here for a number of years, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of uh, risen to the surface in, in recent years. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. That's a, that's a perfect way to put it. All right, well, you know, I, I'll take that. Okay. Uh, Nick, where would you like to go from here? You you right. uh, You steer the ship. All right, I'm going to bring it up to the first category that we listed. I'm going to go to action adventure. And for me, we're talking pre, so 2004 and earlier for me. I'm going to go, there there are two clear cut ones for me. You know, you could throw Harry Potter in this as well. I don't know what years Harry Potter came out, but that was definitely when we were younger. Um, But Star Wars and Lord of the Rings were absolutely the one two punch for me. Um, Mm -hmm, I didn't mm -hmm. see, actually, in Spider Man was also in there as well. Of course. I don't think, I'm trying to remember, I can't remember if I saw X Men. In that um that the movie that same time too because it was PG thirteen it came out in two thousand I believe I did see it so I'm going to throw that in there as well um I loved X Men I loved Spider Man um but Lord of the Rings for me at that time I love high fantasy and all that kind of shit and that was absolutely my number one favorite movie as much as I love the X Men and everything um and then Star Wars I mean of course I mean it's, those things were freaking huge and Phantom Menace had come out at that point and I was a kid when Phantom Menace came out so I was among those who really liked it. So, you know, I know a lot of people give it shit, but I, I always kind of have a soft spot for Phantom Menace because I love Darth Maul. I love Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, and I know there are some drags to it, but I love the stuff that, that involves those two characters. Um, but Lord of the Rings, Legolas, Aragorn, I just look back on mm-hmm, it now and it's mm-hmm. like that that period is just th- those three movies are just absolute friggin' monsters. And I know Fellowship of the Ring, it doesn't get it's, it doesn't get a lot of credit compared to the other two movies. But it, it, like after they leave Rivendell. That movie is fucking bananas too. I mean, Moria and everything that happens in Lothlorien, like after that too, is just awesome. So I, I, I those are, those would be my like four franchises, I guess that I list off. Okay, all right, franchise, yeah, multiple films there. Okay, I think I, I kind of went with the singularity there on some of these. Certainly, Star Wars and, and uh, Spider Man, X Men, some of those films uh, meant a lot. I think I was right on the cusp of that that cutoff yeah. line for some of those. But mm-hmm. uh, as a kid. I mentioned this a number of times. I feel like uh, Goo uh, from the Mac and Goo program has also mentioned this on his uh, show a couple of times. But Three Ninjas, uh, uh, the, the timing of this, mm. I don't have the date of this coming out. Early 90s, nonetheless, uh, was always it was a battle between all the kids in the neighborhood at your local video outlet rental store of who's going to get three ninjas for the weekend. You know, and whoever wasn't, you're staying over that person's house there as I throw my pen at the screen and lose it uh but, but nonetheless uh that that was the deal 1992 uh when it came out thank you very much who didn't want to be you know have their parents go away you and your best friends or your brothers uh defend your house and your honor and your family name 
by doing karate with cool masks on from criminals. You know, like that is it's home alone with karate. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's the elevator pitch right there. Yeah, that's all that's, you need. Who's not buying that for sure? Speaking of the influential uh, uh, childhood uh, TV, again, this is our movies, I should say. Uh, Kindergarten Cop, uh, a movie that probably wouldn't air today solely for the fact of the one child saying uh, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Very mm. controversial in today's day and age, I know. But mm. nonetheless, um, great, great movie. You get Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, playing a cop i guess a cop an fbi agent who has supposed as a teacher who's in way above his head he he's used to killing bad guys how can he handle a group of four-year-olds right i've actually Crazy never heard of this. drink never heard of this you never oh it's a great great movie yeah it's uh something my dad and i used to watch all the time uh something again i would love to be as a child a hook uh, you know, the, the, the take on Captain Hook there, maybe not so much for uh, Robin Williams, who appears a lot in this list, as, as I'm coming to find out and realize, huh. uh, but for Rufio, 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 he, he rode a sick skateboard. He had a red uh, mohawk going on, and I believe he was Polynesian. Very cool. Um, speaking of Robin Williams, Jumanji, fun game, fun time, great adventure. Need I say more? Yep. Speaking of adventure, Jurassic Park, and then again, uh, I don't think I need to say much there. Pretty revolutionary film. Yep. Independence Day. Had a great time with that. I've mentioned this on the program a number of times, but there was some uh, uh, marketing material, propaganda-esque stuff that Fox would air that uh, looked like a live breaking news broadcast, but it mm. was footage from the Independence Day, and it was all promotional type stuff. Uh, But as a young kid, like seeing that on the Saturday night, like I didn't know the difference. I thought that Mm -hmm. was real. And I just remember having this distinct memory of like, oh my God, the alien spacecraft just came over the Capitol building. Like crazy (laughs) stuff. Do you remember Independence Day was 96, right? Yeah, I think think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, see, that's where the the, the gap is interesting because we of course have, is it the three-year difference or four-year difference that we have? Uh, Four. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. So that's it's interesting. Like, cause there are definitely a few movies in here that I that I totally. I mean, I understand all of them, but Hook, Jumanji, Jurassic Park, Independence Day. But even then, like, I didn't get that same Independence Day feeling that you got because I was five when all that stuff was happening. Right, and and the same reason why the Phantom Menace means so much to you, or or you're able to enjoy it and have fun with it, while other people are like, "What is yes. this?" Right? Yes. Because it hits you at that right age, where, mm-hmm. where none of that stuff mattered. Yeah, the hook call is a good one though. I feel like people like in like such the, a the, fun movie. Yeah, two years younger than you and two years older than you. I can see like that group, like group right there could absolutely everybody feels that same way about hook. Maybe Jumanji for that matter too. It's a great Jumanji's a great call. Though, I mean, too. they I, made two two spinoff movies because of it, right? The yeah, and I like the um the Rock Jumanji that 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 for, yeah. actually, both of them were pretty good. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen the second one. The the first one was good though. I enjoyed the or, or, yeah, the first remake with the Rock. Yeah. I think the first one was better than the second one, but the second one was still good too. Although I had, I'd have to rewatch it again, but I'm not like dying to, but definitely like if you have a family, a great movie. I like where you're going with family here. Let's go to animated family uh category here. I'll, I'll go. A movie I saw in theaters, a movie that my dad says he didn't cry in, but I think he did. I could have hmm. sworn that I saw those tears uh rolling down his eyes right after uh, a young Scar betrayed his brother Mufasa and let him fall down uh, into the the herd of of was it gazelles, buffalo, whatever they got going, whatever the the stampede. Wildebeest. Was there. Wildebeest. I like that. Let's, let's go with that. Nineteen ninety four movie. Can't go wrong there. Uh, 
but but you have Toy Story on the list, Nick, and I love that. But that was the only one that you had on. Well, I had uh, there were the, the Lion King. It's shame on me for not having that as the first one. And also, there's another one that you have listed. I don't want to steal it from you. Oh no, no, please! This is okay. a conversation. We're not stealing anything oh, here. We're not a, playing a, playing for keeps. A Goofy movie was another mm, one that I absolutely mm-hmm. loved. Goofy is my. I felt like as a kid. No, nah, it's just it was just me and my brother. I guess I didn't really talk to other people about who their favorite Disney character was. Actually, no, I remember I think I told Lauren I said Goofy's my favorite Disney character. She's like, who thinks Disney Goofy is their favorite Disney character? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but Goofy was my favorite. And then Not uh, Max, Max the Sun was very cool. Max he's, Goof. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and of course, uh, the Mac and Goop program discusses all the time, but the power line, uh, probably one of the great uh songs. Oh, yep, this that's very true. Um, that that is that that's a that's a great call. And Max was or, great or Hope Floats, I believe, is the other is the other song when they're floating <laughs> down like the Grand Canyon River or something. Uh huh. I a Toy Story though, for me, because the big thing with that is it came back later with Toy Story 3, of course. Um, yeah. you know, I, and the course, way, here. yeah, and the, yeah, right, but the way that that happened. I was, God, I was, uh, I was like going into college or just finishing up college when Toy Story 3 came. I can't remember the year, but just like, I know it's like, that's after when we're talking about movies that made us in our time frame. but like, it was very weird seeing what happened in Toy Story 3 because I just grew up with these characters and they, they lasted in the Toy Story 2 and then we see them again. And it's just, all that stuff was happening at like the same time for me. I'm not giving up my, to- I wouldn't give up my toys. I mean, clearly, you know, Toy Boys and everything, right? Wow. But it's just. It was it was a very pivotal time in Andy's life in in Toy Story three. So to have that callback, just that, those characters always stuck with me. And Lion King, I saw that five times in theaters. Five so, times? Yeah, five times. I was I was I mean I was a runt. I was three years old. It's big uh, in the Fryer household, huh? Oh my god! And I mean I used to. My dad said by the time the, uh, I, I think it was the third time through, I was singing along with all the songs in the theater. So and you know how good a singer I am. So oh yeah, no, I love. I would love to see that. Would love yeah. to see that. Thank God, no for, no cell phones back then. Uh, speaking of Robin Williams, two editions uh, make the list here. Of course, Mrs. Doubtfire, which we've talked about, is one of the great divorce dad movies of all time. Mm. Uh, so I don't really have to say much more about that there. But uh, another great um, uh, Robin Williams movie, Jack, uh, childhood film. Jack, I don't know if you're familiar with no. this uh, man who is aging. Uh, it's almost like the reverse of the curious case of Benjamin Button. So he he gets as he gets he gets rapidly older. So hmm. he's like uh, in, I don't know, seventh grade and he's a 42 year old, uh, you know, 42 year old man, but with <laughs> the mind of like a, a 12 year old or something, you know, okay. uh, and his teacher is Jennifer Lopez and they kind of have a little will they won't they sort of thing going on there. But as you could imagine, Jeez. crazy uh, hijinks ensue there because he's a big kid in a small world there and he just doesn't right. understand what's happening. So. Uh, very interesting stuff, but a lot of heart, a lot, a lot of heart in that movie as well. Hmm. Uh, I've mentioned, uh, we mentioned the Goofy movie, we mentioned the Mighty Ducks all the time here, but Honey, I Shrunk right. the Kids, uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, again, another great movie, uh, live action props, you know, there it's no CGI really or anything, a lot of cool things. And again, very cool concept. Uh, the original idea. You don't really just see that stuff anymore these days. So Jack is one that I'd never heard of. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, of course. Everybody's heard of that. I don't think I ever saw it though, West. I saw a million commercials for it on every friggin' movie and never got rented in my house. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Jack, I believe, is on HBO Max. Oh, really? I believe so. Maybe it was just I, – I heard. I know like 150 movies just got taken off recently uh, with the new one. rollover and everything. So maybe that was one of the movies to get purged. But okay. I, I think it was on HBO Max. Maybe it's on Tubi if not. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then also uh, Little Giants, one of the great uh, sports movies of all time. You know, sports, who doesn't let Spike don't play with girls, the icebox, you got a young heartthrob in Devin Sawa, Rick Moranis making uh, an appearance again. So a lot of crossover here. You know, Sandlot probably falls under that category for me as well. I don't remember when I saw it, though. That's why it's why it didn't jump out to me necessarily. So, but obviously that came out before um before i was 13 and then the other one too was rookie of the year again not sure how old it was when i saw that but that one had a huge carryover you want to talk about that stuff because i i believe i told you this but pitch the guy you also broke your arm and then had it re-snapped into place and then you broke the nose of the doctor and he said funky butt loving that would be really nice if that ended up being what happened but no i just i hurt my arm and then that was it um but i ended up playing for the character who played the pitcher on the Dodgers and the pitcher's got a big butt scene. That was my pitching coach in college. That's oh, yes, you, yes. You've, you've shared this a, a yeah. time or two before, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was – um. so, you know, years later, I've been playing for the guy. And also my, my head coach, or the manager on my college team, was the stunt double for Chet Stedman too. So um, oh. so there was that. But but the, the pitcher's got okay. a big butt stuff. I had quite a bit of fun with that. That did not always go over well, um, but it didn't stop me. No, I'm sure he, he's you got to live with it at that point. You know, you do something like that, it's going to stay with you. Yeah, still don't fucking like it. Every told, I remember I was a freshman, people, somebody, one of the guys said to me, oh, don't say it to Stas, like he hates that shit. And I was like, really? And then I just kept fucking doing it. I didn't care. Oh, Thank you're you. you're a real rebel without a cause here, Nick. Uh, speaking of rebel without a cause, I think we should head to the R-rated portion of our program. Uh, of course, these are movies that we we snuck before we were uh, of 17, able to see these mm. without a parent or, or guardian uh, uh, near us. But we saw them anyway, maybe last an image on us. Of course, maybe not in the way that horror or thriller did, but maybe mm. uh, in, in a hornier way. For some so, of yeah, there's definitely one of those for me. So I'll start with Gladiator, which came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. And that was actually one, West that my dad showed me, um, like, like, fine. And my mom was fine with it, too. I mean, there's some, of course, there's quite a bit of violence in it. But you look at now what R-rated movies are like in Gladiator. You know, there's certainly some, some graphic shit in it, but it's not, you know, it's not as big a deal as what we see now. Um, but the big one for me that I absolutely snuck was old school, which came out in 2003. My mm-hmm. dad loved that mm-hmm. movie. And there's a, there's a specific scene that, you know, where blue ends up biting the dust that I remember watching that as a kid, probably more than once. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we could talk. It's not that, it's not that risque. It's just the two chicks in the uh, KY jelly wrestling match, right? Sure. Yes. I was just trying to leave a little bit for the imagination for everybody. But yes, that's, that's absolutely the scene that I, I ended up watching frequently as a kid. Yes. And that, yeah. And, and uh, I, I believe one of the women, folks, I, I also frequented that scene uh, quite mm. a bit in my young age. I believe one of them had uh, weird, weird nipples, if I'm not mistaken, because everything was oh, all God. skin tight. I remember or one was super skinny. Or, I don't know. One, one well, the, I remember something the, was looking off. About I remember when I was watching it on, uh, I, I, I don't, actually remember which one that would have been west but that does ring a bell i think it was um, on the left i don't know but i remember watching it years later like seeing it pop up on tv and you know i just saw them with the, i think it was on comedy central and i saw them with their shirts on still and i was like wait a minute, what the fuck is this bullshit and then it's like oh yeah it's just tv of course there's an hbo yeah, editing yeah, such bullshit. Yeah, who does that stuff? Editing movies. You know, let the directors do their thing. Exactly. Bullshit. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Going flying completely in the face of 15 minutes ago. I like mm. that. Uh oh, speak okay. So old school. I'll stay, I'll stay with the comedy aspect. Uh there's something about Mary. Mm. I was told to leave that room right after the uh masturbation scene. 
I know about the hair gel and all that because my mom thought it would be a funny movie that we could all watch uh, brother, mother, and son here, you know, and uh, that just didn't work out. Oh, man. It's... But I did go back and watch it. And again, very funny movie. A lot of risque stuff that was uh, not for my ears. 1999, I believe, was that when that movie came out. So uh, American Pie as well. That was something my brother owned that I would sneak into his vast DVD collection and then go and see. Um, and, and, you know, Nadia, like, geez, you know, Nadia. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth, I think, was the actress. Or? Yes, that's, that's absolutely who it was. I think American Pie might have snuck under the radar for me, too, before 13. I can't remember for sure, though. I feel like that was, like, 14 or 15. But I saw something about Mary, too. Um, but I did not know that was rated R till we were doing this. I just didn't Oh, yeah, that. the Franks and the Beans, that whole thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely an R-rated movie there. Makes sense. Uh, that, I think that really maybe ushered in, like, the R-rated comedy. That really is what, what maybe have turned things around because hmm. uh, for a while there wasn't. The, the R-rated comedy wasn't really a thing. Uh, but uh, American Pie, again, another, it could have been influential comedy, not just for, for all the nudie horniness uh, involved into it, but also with, you know, it's kind of the raunchy comedy uh, aspect of it as well. But yeah. uh, speaking of raunchiness, he got game, Nick. I don't know if you ever watched this movie, but I watched this on, uh, uh, speaking of TV, I watched it on TNT. It was enthralled. I caught like the last 30 minutes of it, 45 minutes of it on TV. But oh, I went out and rented it um on blockbuster my dad rented it for me because he was i was like it's a basketball movie i had no idea but there was a hardcore threesome scene with with uh ray allen uh and two chicks when he's going to visit you know one of the schools during his recruitment visits and it is a hardcore scene <laughs> and uh again burned into my memory for a while before the age of the internet mm. uh, r-rated yeah that that got the job done jesus shuttlesworth yeah. Oh, Jesus. oh yeah. Jesus. Rick Fox uh, like set the whole thing up too. Like it was crazy. That's a good one. That's that's a good one right there. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that one. Um let's see, what do we have left? We have holiday, we have comedy. I'm gonna just let's go to comedy for the next one. Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so I got uh Ace Ventura, pet detective. I know a lot of people Wes, where do you stand on the Ace Ventura conversation? I think that's an original versus sequel debate that we could have someday. Um, uh, I don't. I don't really think I'm an Ace Ventura fan. Uh, I've, I've, I've mentioned this many times in the program. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that you don't remember this about me. You know, it, I, I, we would fail a Know Your Bro episode on this. But yeah, not not a big Ace Ventura guy. I'm a Dumb and Dumber fan for sure. I remember you saying that Ace Ventura doesn't age well. I remember that. I don't remember you saying you don't like it. Oh, I am so sorry. No, um, it doesn't. I don't know if it ages well. I don't know. That's what I remember you saying. So maybe that's, I mean, I'm just misremembering. I knew, remember you yeah, said something. something around there. Yeah. Okay. So obviously that came out in 1994. And there are a few lines from Ace Ventura that I still cite today. I think uh, the guys in the DSG have mentioned before how my uh, Ace Ventura impression is spot on in our group chat. It's, uh, it's definitely something. It's uh, yeah, um, and then uh, let's see. So a couple, another random one is Daddy Daycare. Uh, this came out in two thousand three. West, mm -hmm, there were two mm -hmm. movies in the Friar household growing up that got watched a shit ton, like just nonstop, over and over. And I look back on it, and it is a little bit weird because I know that um, it's actually very weird because I know that like yourself, right? You like to like to watch, watch The Office a lot, and there are a lot of people yeah. who have that with The Office. Comfort shows. Comfort shows, yes, but comfort show is a lot different because there are a lot of different episodes with that. As much as you're going, maybe seeing things, you know, three, four times, you're, you know, there are times between episodes and everything like that, right? And my parents had Seinfeld, they had friends that they they both love those, but when it's a comfort movie, 
and you're watching that as a family a lot. And my dad's absolutely the one making all those choices. It just seems strange. Um, but still love daddy daycare and still mm-hmm. fight the, mm-hmm. uh, save so your care. father's choice. He likes this movie. We all, yeah, it's a good, well, it's, it's my, my mom liked it too. And my brother and I liked it. Well, so who, it kind of who brought it into the household though? Um, I think my dad did. Um, okay. it's Eddie, it's right. Eddie Murphy. So, and then, um, strong male lead, you yeah, know, yeah. strong, strong family role there. Yeah. Sure. I can see yeah. That. There yeah. is. It's funny. I mean, I still, we still cite it a little bit. The save yourself carrot line, um, and chocolate, chocolate balls are through the roof. That is from, um, Kevin Nealon, I think is the actor's name. Sure. Some? Well, uh, Kevin yeah. Nealon is an actor. I don't know if he's in that's, the movie. Yeah. That, that's him. It's other. him. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, which is a, this is a little bit, Outside of the age range that we set west, but uh, Talladega Nights, the Battle of Ricky oh, that's Bobby, a staple, yeah, of course. From 2006, that was the other movie we watched over and over again in the house. And I mean, that's one that, I mean, even my mom, like as as ridiculous as that movie is, even my mom can you know knows a quote right away. If my brother or my dad or I, um, you know, just throw it out there in the middle of a conversation, she knows that movies just as well as us. Sadly, it's it, but it's um, but I absolutely love Ricky Bobby, and I, that's why like people talk about Will Ferrell's catalog. Like, Talladega Nights is not usually like top three. I mean, it's my number one, period. No questions asked. I know I love Anchorman. I love Step Brothers. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Talladega Nights about Ricky Bobby is my absolute favorite Will Ferrell movie, period. Love it. All right. So, yeah, I think uh, the Happy Madison stuff, uh, of course, is worth mentioning. You know, quickly, oh. the ha- anything from, from that era, Billy Madison, Happy mm-hmm. Gilmore, Big Daddy, uh, Mr. Water Deeds, Waterboy, all that good stuff, right? Dumb and Dumber, certainly. Uh, we've talked about that uh, ad nauseum on this program. Right. Uh, heavyweights, again, another childhood favorite of mine. Uh, you know, met Fat Pat, uh, the counselor of Fat Pat there. Um, uh, great, great stuff. Ben Stiller, all-time performance. Camp Nowhere, kind of in that same vein as a fun summer camp childhood movie. Uh, that's streaming on Disney+, Plus. if you want to go see it again. Uh, it's very campy, if you will, but uh, a lot of fun brings back good childhood memories. Uh, Major Pain, which is now also streaming on uh, on Netflix, I believe. 1995 movie, Damon Wayans. Uh, something, again, I kind of shared with my dad, uh, kind of watch on the weekends with him or a pizza Saturday night movie sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He was a big fan of In Living Color and like Saturday Night Live and that stuff at that time. But uh, Major Pain, I just remember... Uh, he does this awesome robot and, and ends it with this move and just kind of has like the elbow kind of yeah. like that. And I incorporate that to into my dance moves to this day, as recently huh. as this weekend. Oh, geez. So really? Talk about influential. Like I'm still using it. Um, I didn't see that one coming. I, I random one that just popped in my head that I haven't thought about in a while, but the TMNT movies too. Those oh yeah, fun. I and I know live action. Yeah, I know the 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 first one's obviously the best one, and then the second one, and then the third it gets progressively worse. But even again, I was so little. I know you know you were young when they came out, but I was little when those came out. That even the third one as a kid, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that one a lot. And I mean, I just loved all the TME and NT stuff. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's that's a good time. And then the last one I have, 1995 was a pretty big year because that's that's heavyweights, that's Angus, that's Major Pain, that's uh uh you know some of the other movies that we mentioned. But I just gave away uh, this one, your Angus. Uh, again, family kind of comedy drama stars a young James Vanderbeek. Uh, you have the the Shermanator from American Pie in there, and the lead actor who who plays uh, the role of Angus, who I'm not not really sure, gets bullied by James Vanderbeek. And there was this great, great scene that, again, I can remember this uh, off memory. Don't have to look it up. Don't have to watch the movie or anything. This just one scene just sticks out in my mind. 
James Vanderbeek steals all of Angus's clothes from the locker room after mm. gym class. And then James Vanderbeek goes, Oh, I would give you my shirt, Angus, but uh, I, I don't think it would fit. And everyone starts laughing because he's skinny and Angus is fat. To where uh, Shermanator, the friend of Angus, chimes in and goes, uh, yeah, because it's cheap, like your mother. And just delivers it with like a complete like, ice cold precision. Uh, and I just, that that it always stuck with me, that little zinger comeback. And I like, always wait for the right time because it's cheap. Like your mother, and now it's very rude. Like if you just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's an amazing line, though. That's that's a fucking. I think I think James Vanderbeek uh, broke his arm, broke the kid's arm after that movie. So Ah, after for doing that, so after that scene, what what you saw that would make a lot of sense. Um, I know we have holiday left still to go, but we we did talk about family a little bit, and you brought up Little Giants. Is Little Giants when you talk about like sports movies? Would you say? That was the most influential one, or the one that you like your your favorite sports movie from when you were a kid. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Okay, I yeah. Think, yeah, that make that makes sense too. I would I, say Little Giants is probably like criminally underrated for sports movies, just sports movies in general. Mm, I that that's I think that's fair. I mean, that was um what year you said Little Giants? Is that ninety four or was that ninety five? That's ninety four ninety five. That's right okay. around there. Right? Yeah, eight, a lot of the movies that I just happen happen to like pull from my memory bank were those years. Maybe that's like the best time of my life. Yeah, when you're eight years old, that makes sense. That those that would be like peak movie time for you. I would think like mm-hmm. seven to ten would be like everything's good for us at that point. I mean, yeah, yeah Phantom yeah. Menace. I was eight when that came out. So again, it's a sweet kind of, spot. Yep. Um, but the reason I asked is because Coach Carter popped into my head as you were talking mm-hmm. about that movie. Um, again, a little under underrated movie because. Uh, it's a good one, but it just feels like it's uh, like an updated Hoosiers. You know, it just feels like it follows mm. the formula too, yep. too much, you know? But, but the, and the thing is, too, like for someone like me, I saw that before I saw Hoosiers. Right. Yeah, That's yeah, why. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So like, if I, we were talking about like most influential sports ones, it would probably be Sandlot and Coach Carter. Um, probably be my two favorites. God, Sandlot's so fucking good, man. And, and Samuel Jackson. I mean, what a yeah. motivating, well, hard nosed basketball coach. I mean, plays it perfectly, right? Yeah, it's, that was really that made t- for yeah, t- Channing Tatum's in that movie mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Quite, quite a few. Actually, when we talk about um, so I saw. I think no, I didn't. I, I, so I didn't watch all of Old School growing up. I definitely just like searched for that scene as like before thirteen. <laughs> right. But then because I knew it was rated R, so I'm like, there's got to be something in here, and you know, it didn't have like internet like we do now, so I couldn't find it. No, but you could read on the on the ratings where why it was rated R. So it yes. was like nudity, sexual preference, or whatever, you know. So I knew to, I could go through that. Um, but when I was, so I, I didn't watch all of it, but I remember having seen it, I've seen it in its entirety now, of course, but when I watched, um, I watched coach Carter in his entirety first and it had the character Timo Cruz, that actor whose name I'm blanking on, he ends up, he's actually in old school and he's that the kid was that Spanish. Afro- yeah, 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 exactly. Spanish, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So I remember so like watching it after the fact. I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. And it's just it's just funny how you like you see one movie and like I see him as this dramatic actor in this movie, and then it's like now he's just jackass and friggin' old school. It, it's it's so- almost like when you're thinking about buying a certain car and then you go on the road and you see that car everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Wild. Blow, blows your mind. There is very weird. Um, All right. So I think it's fitting to end out on on this last category here, where we are entering the holiday season. We are mm-hmm. in the holiday season now. Uh, holiday movies, Nick. And of course, we've done this. If you want to go back through uh, our archives and you know favorite holiday movies and that sort of, th- I'm sure we have that somewhere back in the December month. Uh, so definitely want to go back to that. But 
Uh, what do you got for your first holiday movie selection? The number one for me is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. The Muppet Christmas Carol came out in 1992 starring Michael Caine. <laughs> and I like this is like I'm sure I don't know if like people have their definitive like Christmas Carol like rendition or whatever, whether it's a play or whatever. But for me, I do. And it is this one, hundred percent. I actually didn't watch it at all last year, which is kind of sad, especially now with Disney plus and everything. Um, Cause I've got to, but that this was like, I watched my grandmother had this um, and they were neighbors with my parents. And I used to go over there every Christmas and I would watch this at least once, if not twice. Um, perhaps the movie I've watched the most on this list, you know, in holiday season movies, you know, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. You watch it on repeat to some extent. Of course. But yeah, loved, loved this. I mean, you got Bob Cratchit. Kermit is Bob Cratchit. Um, Michael Caine is, I, I, you know, I haven't watched it, I think, as in, a, in a while. Like I said, I haven't watched it in a while. I don't know how long it's been. But uh, I'm curious how I feel about it when I watch it this year because I absolutely will. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think Home Alone we mentioned off the top. I think that's oh, yeah. far and away the the home run winner for me for the most influential TV. Uh, Santa Claus or movie, I should say. Uh, Santa Claus as well. Uh, that's what Excuse I would me. think. You mentioned the, the you know just watching a Christmas Carol around Christmas time, a Christmas story. Oh yeah. Uh, Twenty four hours on TBS on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, that was a, a go to in our household every year. We'd wake up, we have the zucchini bread, we make the coffee, we open the presents, we fire on Christmas story. Uh, but of course, you know, holiday movies, not just only Christmas movies. I would say uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is the definitive best Thanksgiving movie, is also <laughs> yeah. pretty influential. Yeah. Uh, again, something I would watch with my dad, and just he cracked up at John Candy, Steve Martin. Those aren't uh -huh. pillows, you know, like washing his face with the underwear in the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. Like um, stuff that makes my dad like hearty bellyache laugh. Uh, always just kind of, you know, mm -hmm. had a fond memory of for me. Yeah. And then when you think you're speaking, if you want to take it outside of Christmas like you did, I mean, Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus 2 were two other movies. I Hocus remember watching Pocus, as a kid of too. Course. Yeah. Both, both Disney movies that are now on Disney Plus. I actually did watch Hocus Pocus mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. during that holiday season. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Christmas story is right there for me too. I mean, it's just got to a point where it's like, okay, now I just, I can't really do it anymore. Maybe someday when I've had, you know, if I have kids, but, um, no, just, I, I see, I still love it. I just love having it again. It's like the white noise in the backdrop just kind of setting the scene. That's fine. White noise is fine, but like, ha like sitting down and actually watching it start to finish. Oh again. no, but you never watch. That's the beauty of it. It's <laughs> on 24 hours that you just keep it on at one point that you just slowly absorb the movie throughout the course of the day that you don't even have to sit down and watch it until NBA basketball comes on. Right. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. But uh miracle on 34th street was another big one in my, my household. My mom absolutely loved this one. Um, this is the 1994 version. I've never seen the original, um, and uh, I mean, I don't know how people feel about this movie necessarily, but this was like one that was very near. And I think I actually I got a lot of shit when we did our DSG list last year, if I remember correctly. I Probably this so high, yeah. Yes, but you know what? It, it was very important to my mother. So if you guys want to freaking throw you know stones at my mom because she liked this movie, and then you're gonna go and give me shit for it, fine, fuck you. I don't care. But I right. love Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street because it was just so important to her. There we go. That's what you got to do. Hey, sometimes yeah. you got you got to take the bullet, you know. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, I, I believe it was, geez, who is it here? Uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Vin Diesel, who said, family is everything. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Groot. I think that's a good place to end it, though. What do you, what do you I, thought you were, I thought you were going to say, I am Groot. That's what no, I thought you were going to say. No, no, no. I, I would have no, gone no. along with that. I live well. my life a quarter mile at a time. 
Oh, well, all right. So maybe a good time to end the show altogether <laughs> today. Um, but let's turn into the Discharge Depot instead. Yes, all aboard! Rant, rant. All right, Wes, why don't you kick us off uh, for this one? Yeah, I mean, aside from losing power for four days, Nick, I didn't. Have, did you actually lose power through the storm? No, at all? not at all. But I'm in a built like a you know apartment building type place, so it didn't even flicker. Did, did like Fall River in the area lose? I honestly have no clue. I didn't check. I should have probably checked on my parents over in Westport, but I didn't. I take it that they were fine. But yeah, no, no issues for me. Tisk tisks. Uh, so the mother means so much to you, except when you need to give her a little call on the phone. Huh? Nick, we're all there. I'm just wow. joking. We're you all guilty so of good. that. <laughs> that was a burn. That was. Uh, Good. Yeah, four days without power. So uh, up and bought a generator. Uh, so you know we'll never have to use that again. Yeah, you know, that's never going to come in. We're going to have El Nino all winter here. But um, I, I'm going to a bachelor party. I'm going to Florida this weekend. Uh, so uh, one of my good friends uh, from college, um, you know, is, is getting married in she's March. Uh, so I'm one of the groomsmen. So three, three, four of us, all of us, we're, we're going down to Florida. Got a nice house with a pool uh, on the weekend. You know. Do a little boozing in the, um, geez, I want to say it's the Jacksonville area, Pensacola, Pensacola. Okay. I don't know Florida. Florida Panhandle, you know, it's beautiful uh, this time of year. You can't Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, and then, so I remember you saying you have two bachelor parties that you're going to travel for. Is this, Yeah, this one is... I'm not going to, though, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's in Puerto Rico. It's too much. And you said these the two people that are getting married know each other. And it's, this is all happening in close proximity. It's just very odd. Yeah, yep. I just wish they were better friends so that they could could have coordinated this together. Ah, uh, that's what the problem is. That, yeah, that was it. And maybe they did it in spite of one another. Maybe they did. And and uh, that sucks that Wouldn't you got put, put past in Were you the only one that's in both parties? Uh, in both parties, yes, yeah. Jeez. Okay, well, that's no fucking fun. Um, okay, for me, I so I mentioned I did watch Hocus Pocus leading up mm-hmm. to Halloween and everything. Also watched The Shining, Doctor Sleep. Um, both for the first time, hadn't seen All either the one. Spirit, I love it. Yes, and then also rewatched Hubie Halloween, mm-hmm. which we talked about on the show last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, did that hold up? How did that hold up for you? Oh uh, yeah, it was. It's it's stupid. I actually probably laughed more this time around than yeah. last time, but I think maybe because I watched it with Lauren and it's so stupid. It's fun, so it makes it even more enjoyable for me. But yeah, The Shining, never seen it, and Doctor Sleep is the follow up from it. You never saw The Shining? Oh wow! I never had watched it, Wes, and it don't get me wrong, it's good, but. Like when you finding out what the actual sh- what the shining is, like it just it didn't make sense that the name of the fucking movie just doesn't add up to me. I understand like there's a big difference between that and the book and how they talk about the shining sure. in the yeah. book, but it's just odd. And then to, but to watch Doctor Sleep after the fact, which it'll you know has some jump scares to it and everything, actually just definitely has some scary images. But I really like that, and that would have made you know Lauren and I talked about it, like that would make more sense to call that the shining. Mm, um, but, okay, but really enjoyed both of those. All right, I love it. Okay, well, I think uh, that's fantastic. But let's let's get on to the last segment of the evening. This week in the shared universe. Hmm? So I believe that Dork is doing. They're doing Dune this week, and last week they yes. did horror movies. Um, so we were a little bit thrown off there. What is Mac and Goo doing this week? Well, well, Dork is. They're also doing a a, a micro oh. Dork there with Adam Cole, Bebe of uh, AEW fame. Yes. Now, uh, that's tomorrow, I believe. Wednesday. Yes. Ma- Wednesday that is PM. Wednesday at three o'clock, I believe. They're doing yeah, that live. something like that. Yeah, go, go to the Dork Podcast uh, page on Twitter. They'll they'll have all the pertinent information there. But Mac and Goo uh, is is streaming their episode currently, uh, and they're just doing lunch. Oh, 
Nice. You also, of course, they've done fruit and meat and uh, other things like that. God, they, I can't remember what, oh, it was the time that we did the episode on goo uh, and all the made up uh, topics that he'd done for Mm -hmm, us. mm -hmm. They, they, you know, Matt gave us shit for that. Said, "Oh, like they, they, oh, they have, they're running out of ideas." What, like, you guys are the epitome of running out of fucking. No, ideas. so I think lunch is an is a, a very easy, broad topic that everyone has an opinion on. So it's going to create a huge conversation. What? Let me ask you, Nick. What's your go-to lunch? Are you a light lunch guy? Are you a heavy lunch guy? Uh, do used... you believe in such a thing as a free lunch? What time uh, is lunch? <laughs> Uh, well, lunch is kind of my breakfast now. Uh, right, you know, see? I do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I'm at home all the time, it's either <laughs> – it depends on the day. But uh, I love tuna. Now, I only do that like once a week because your mercury levels and all that crap. But sure, I, eat, I do eat eggs for lunch quite a bit when I'm at home, and I did hear that. Um, yeah, this is the second one today. But, oh, man, if I'm <laughs> – Chipotle I ate a lot of eggs lunch. too, which might be the reason why I'm ripping farts right now. Uh, that'd be interesting if I, I would, if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I think I have an, uh, more of an unconventional lunch. Thing. But I, who doesn't love a good sandwich? Seriously. Sam- okay. See, I so what I'll cut to cut down on the carbs. I'll go with tacos. A little, um, a little uh, bit of the tortillas, corn tortillas. There, chop up some quick uh, chicken. Throw a little uh, uh, cumin adobe sauce on there. Bam, are taco- tacos aren't a sandwich. Uh, well, it depends on what country you're in. What's the translation of taco? Uh, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Oh, there you go. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not taking your word on that one. Um, but you were also on for their news dump this week as well. Yes. So very excited to listen to that. Um, and then for the people for pom- people for communism podcast, they're doing scream. They're still doing fucking horror shit. I think they're doing another scream. Yeah, because uh, I guess is there a scream movie that's coming out? Soon? There is, but I. Yes, there is. I don't know when it is, though. But it, or, it, you think they would capitalize on maybe the horror month? I don't know. That's just, yeah. Are they? Um, you're sure I'm that not not, like Jason Rossi's not just screaming into the mic for the entire episode after dealing with oh, Billy all the time? I could be, or maybe it could be uh, Dream Four Scream. Okay, maybe well, maybe because communists dream for screams. I don't know. I was trying uh, to think of something that that was that was not my best work. Though. I, <laughs> you I'm know, though, Wes, you were like fifteen for sixteen at the end of the show today. Assuming not too bad. Game. I appreciate it. that's a high. It's a better uh, shooting percentage than the Celtics had from three last game. That's uh, yeah, go that's tip a, your waitresses. Thank you very much. Yeah, there you go. Nice job. Now sixteen for seven. It's a rebound. Uh, t- <laughs> that's fucking. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Oh my god, that was good. Okay, um, so mm. uh, for TLDR this week, we have Chip Zdarsky uh, on the show. That interview is dropping on Wednesday. We're doing what's new, only no main like it's not a mainline episode. That's we're going to be recording that on Tuesday at one thirty. The audio will be out and available for you guys on Friday for what's new. What about um hot guys on Hawkeye? We're getting close to the debate debut of that, right? Yes, eleven seventeen. We're going to do a little primer, a little preview, trying to get the uh, grease the wheels, if you will, and then get ready for a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, I believe November twenty fourth is when it comes out. The week later is that Thanksgiving. Uh, that might be right. I don't know. Well, the, the Thursday morning would be Thanksgiving on the 25th. So if they come out on Wednesday, we're going to have to do that on Thanksgiving Eve before everyone goes all crazy, yep. boozing and everything. Thanksgiving is the, uh, it looks like that's the 25th. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so there you go. Yep, 25th. 
So it's the last. Oh, I thought it was a second, third Thursday. Whatever. Anyways, um, and then I've heard it both ways. They're doing season three. I think it's episode 10 this week because Doc needed the week off from the show just because he's getting back uh, to work and everything. Of so course, I believe yeah. it's episode 10. And then uh, but make sure you follow him. He's still streaming over there on Twitch at Backcracker. Uh, you can also find Shime there as well. And uh, you find Davey. Who also streams video games too, but he does it over on YouTube on Dork's channel. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got his Movember thing uh, going on, of course, yes. which has been uh, raise awareness for male prostate cancer, I believe, or Absolutely. just or a male, male cancer in general, right? That- yep. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Either it's way, going for a good cause. Yep. How's cancer that? related. Make sure you go donate to that as well. It's, I think it's listed under the Dork Shared Gooniverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be making sure we're keeping tabs on that as well and plugging that along the way. But Wes, uh, Eternals next week, right? Back to the MCU? Yeah, we're going to be doing an Eternals exit survey. So keep your uh, peepers pop for a survey coming your way uh, via the Twitter machine. That's at ChangeMyMindPod. Yes, sir. And if you're not on Twitter and you want to take part in it, make sure you email us at ChangeMyMindDSG at gmail.com. That should work. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But uh, anyways, yeah, we'll send that over to you guys if you're not on Twitter. Um, But until next week then, right, Wes? Yeah, same bad time, same bad place, baby.